That is a nice plant. <laughs> Shit. Well, it's, it's kind of half dead, but... Well, it's all about the cage, isn't it? It is all about the cage. It's called a terrarium. My earth is called a terrarium. <clears throat> I'm a Dan. I'm Dan. That makes two of us. That makes two of Dan's. And we do Dan. We are doing Dan. Each week we do the filmography of Dan. Well, we do a part of the filmography of Dan. Yeah, we try to keep it in order. Yeah, we don't want to do it all in every week. And again, it's, it's packed. Jam-packed. A repetitive. There's too much to talk about. Lengthy. <laughs> 123 acting credits. True. On IMDb. It's too many to do every week. So we're going to break it down into what may become an arbitrary amount of podcasts. <laughs> and this week we've arrived at Terms of Endanment. Terms of Endanment. I can't believe from a guy that only turns up in one, two scenes speaking and then two scenes in the background, they named the movie after him. <laughs> that was a bold move, but... This is the kind of influence this man has on the, on the screen. Well, in 1983, it was right off the back of season five of Taxi, so he was pretty much just hitting his straps. He was primed for Victor Dreyfus. Darlard. Dar Vernon Darlart. Victor Drake. Who's Victor Dreyfus? <laughs> I couldn't remember his name, so uh, I made one up. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were I thought you were punking me with, with the name of someone else. <laughs> Vernon Darlart. No, but he he, he played uh, the sleazy hanger-on boyfriend. Oh, was he a love interest? Because he seemed to well, get a bit, more, love interest. bit more preference than the other boyfriend that was more of a... He did. Sort of well, no, he needy said, hanger on. He said he was a friend, but he paused and yeah. said friend, so he wanted to he wanted to be more than friends. I'm her friend. I'm her friend with a bit of an eyebrow raise. Yeah. And <laughs> a wink at the same time. A bit of a nostril flare. Yeah, nostril flare's the words. That's what threw me off, I think. Yeah, well that'll confuse any man. <laughs> Didn't confuse Vernon Dollar though. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know what you're saying, but I don't care because I'm Vernon Dollar. That's right. By the way, her being Shirley MacLaine in this movie. Ah, uh, yes. Endanment. Uh, what um, was her name in it? Oh, Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> Aurora. Aurora. Ah, yes. So she was Aurora. Yeah, I thought that was And then she like lived in Houston. Mm-hmm. And Jack Nicholson was an astronaut. Yes, that. What do you think? What? Wait, is there, am I missing Aurora? Well, there's there, well, there was the um, space shuttle called Aurora, right? Apollo. No, I think there was one called Aurora. I mean, I believe you. <laughs> no, you're making me really question myself. Are you thinking of Aurora Borealis? Um, at this time of day? No, at not. this time of year? This part of the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> no, it's called Aurora Australis, and it's been happening a lot recently. Oh, yeah, okay. Isn't that due to... Uh, Fuck, uh, aliens? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what does it. It just happens. <laughs> right. I don't get science. You read New Scientist. That's yeah. enough for me. I and thought you would know the answer. Yeah, that's true. I should. I did read about it, but I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, this year, this week, we've watched Terms of Endearment. 
felt like one of the longest movies I've ever watched. Yeah, it was long. It, it, it had a very great Turner classic movie, Sunday afternoon on the telly yeah. type of feel about it. Good drop of Turner classic music like you've encountered it before this podcast. <laughs> Turner classic movies? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's its channel on Foxtel. Is it? It plays all those films. Oh. It was always. Why? What is it? I, was, I don't know. I always thought it was a thing that that I, I've seen TCM written somewhere, and I found out what it was when we were like when we were doing this podcast because I was looking up Devito movies, and TCM kept coming up. Ah, there you go. Ah, wow! It's a it's a channel. It's a channel, and that's the only reason why I know what TCM stands for because it comes up when you select the channel. There you go. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It would come up when you select the channel. <laughs> Um, Thanks for that. So this week's Turner Classic Movie, <laughs> Turner and Hooch Classic Movie, with terms of endearment. Dan, would you please Dan the plot oh, for me? Oh, please. I'm going to Dan the hell out of it. It's, it's long and there's a lot of things. A lot, um, of, a lot of cities. Yeah, okay. <sighs> where do I start and where do I end? I think you start with Aurora in Houston. Her daughter's leaving with her. She meets a man that she's got engaged to. She's going to get married and then finds out they're moving away. All right, yeah, cool. Yep. I, I remember her being a baby at the start, but we didn't do much with that. So oh, just, yeah, we, uh, let's skip that. And, let's skip and the fact that she had another kid wasn't mentioned until after we found out that she was having a child. It was like it was the first child she was having because the reaction was so huge. Did I miss something there? Yeah, who's having the f- who's having the second child? You know, when she gets pregnant, the daughter Emma. Yeah, she's also got a kid already. Yeah, I feel like that was just a like that was never mentioned. The kid was just there, and they're like, "Is this like three years later?" And the kid. Yeah, there was some weird time jumps in this movie. Yeah, I feel like you and your <laughs> your ability with plots. This might have been a test, but yeah, they're. <laughs> They established she had the baby, and then she announced she was having another baby. So anyway, we're at the bit where she announces the second baby. We've skipped a few things, but it's okay, because it's, it's a long movie, so strap in. Yes. And what? Shit, I don't know. No, you didn't watch She gets it. cancer. All right, so we're skipping well into the And energy. Jack Nicholson turns up as the love interest of the mum, yep. Sherry Melly. Sherry, Sherry. Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. Sherry, yeah. And who's Mary Shelley? The writer of Frankenstein. Yes, okay, cool. Who was like 17 or something when she wrote that, right? She was 17 at some point. Yeah, at some point. I think she was 17 when she wrote Frankenstein, to be honest. Oh, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Good fact. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would have said she was 97 when she wrote it. 97? 97. She's well, still 97 now. She's still, she was born 97. <laughs> Mary Shelley. Not many people know that. She's actually like 109, but she's one of those people who says, always tells you that it's their 21st coming up because she's so old. She has to tell everybody that's her 97th birthday when she's actually turning 112. Yeah. And she looks good for 100. And 97. That. Yeah, yeah. People believe oh, you look good for 97. I would have said 87. <laughs> um, and she finds out that her boyfriend Flap, uh, her husband of three kids by now. 
Yeah. Um, his name is Flap. Yeah. She find, she doesn't just find out his name is Flap. She knew that from the <laughs> get-go. <laughs> and we all knew that. And again, wasn't mentioned, but weird name. Is it just... Played not, by Jeff Daniels. Isn't it, is it just a name that we've never heard of before? It, it seems like it should have been... It was a nickname and his actual name was going to come up at a point, but no. Yeah, I thought that we were going to hear a real name. I was really excited to hear what Flap could be short <laughs> for. Because Flap is a... It's a pretty visceral word. <laughs> it I was like, thinking pancakes, but... <laughs> took it to another level. Yeah, like a flag, you know? Just flapping. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know. Okay, and the bit that I missed in the movie, mm-hmm. what what was John Lithgow's... Did he sleep with the daughter? Oh, point? yeah, yeah. So, um, while, you were, while you were sleeping, much like that yeah. Sandra Bullock movie, <laughs> so Emma, the Deborah Winger character, yep. the daughter, um, she reckons that Jeff Daniels is cheating on her. So then she meets John Lithgow... Um, in the supermarket and then he's like a bank manager real estate agent or something so she starts going along to his open houses and they they bang and she says she doesn't want to know if her husband's cheating on her for certain even though she's pretty sure he is because then that'll cheapen the affair that she's having with John Lithgow oh wow by the way John Lithgow looks like John Lithgow his entire life there's it's pretty much you could dip in at any moment he just looks like John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He hasn't aged at all. Yeah, and he hasn't... Actually, same for Shirley MacLaine, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like Shirley MacLaine's more in a blessed way. John Lithgow kind of looked about 54 yeah. his entire life. Yeah, you're right. And Jack Nicholson, actually, uh, apart from Cuckoo's Nest, he's pretty much looked the same. Well, Cuckoo's Nest, was, what, what was that, like six years before this? Yeah. So he kind of just hit 1983 Jack Nicholson and wrote it out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so Deborah Winger bangs um, Dick from Third Rock from the Sun um, and then finds out that um, Harry from Dumb and Dumber has been <laughs> cheating on her um, and gets real mad. It is a big cast. But they they don't mention that she's cheated on him. And then they mention it once briefly in a conversation with the mother and daughter. Oh, yeah, so she busts Jeff Daniel for cheating on her. And then just it doesn't come up that she's cheated on him. And then they move to Nebraska. This movie covers pretty much the entire America. It does. And then they find she finds out that they've moved to Nebraska because the lady that has been sleeping with... Um, Dumb and Dumber got a job in Nebraska and they, they followed her effectively. I miss that too. Yeah, and that's when Deborah Winger finds out she has cancer, which... Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Um, three things you know about Nebraska? Well, I'm going to get in first with Springsteen. Yeah, okay. That's probably the only thing I know about Nebraska. Yeah. I feel like maybe In Cold Blood is set there. Yeah, okay. Um, sport teams rhymes with Alaska <laughs> kinda 
<laughs> what, what's the rule there? Like, Nebraska mm. has Aska at the end, and Alaska has a lot of Aska there. But <laughs> would you say they rhyme? I've never been sure of the rule. Yeah, I'd say rhyme. It's pretty much the same. I feel like most people, like, not most people, some people would say, no, it's got to be like Palaska. Which makes me, I feel like Alaska is just a portion of Palaska. Yeah, that's right. But I, there's got to there's yeah. Gotta is be there some, rules? I think there is. Hmm. I don't know. I think you make your own your own rules up there. You're on your own when Strap it comes on to a leather rhyming. jacket. Yeah, when it comes to hip hop rhyming, pretty much anything that involves couplets, you're out on your own. <laughs> It's a no man's land. It's a, it's a real pioneer spirit. <laughs> uh, so, where are we at? We finished well, it? Oh, uh, she got she got cancer. Oh, then she, she then, dies. Yeah. And, like, I guess, silver lining, because there was a funeral where all the characters had to come back together, DeVito got some more screen time. Yeah, you're right. All right, but let's address this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... Of all the movies and TV shows that we've watched so far, this had the worst ratio of DeVito to not DeVito. And don't worry, I am including bananas in this. Yeah, what percentage would you say? He wouldn't have been in it for two minutes and it was a two-hour It was a two-hour two movie. It felt a lot longer. Yeah, it did. Um, 2.15, I think. Yeah, I reckon scenes he was in would have been two minutes. Take out the, the shots where he's not in those scenes. Mm-hmm. I reckon we're getting down to like maybe 55 seconds. Yeah. Which is a bad ratio of DeVito. Coming the, 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 off the back of um, like an award-winning TV show. Yeah, well, I think, I think that's got to do with the fact that it's a James L. Brooks and David yeah. Davis. And Dave um, Davis. Yeah. Our, our model enemy. Yeah. Can't trust him. <laughs> Two Dan's in one name. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Don't get I'm nervous. Is he listening? Oh. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Um, so, yeah, it's one of their numbers coming and, off the back and of Jack, Jack Nicholson's involved? Well, what I'm saying is that, yeah, Jack Nicholson's involved. Don't get me wrong. Jack Nicholson's there, I remember. <laughs> I was there. But, like, they've got, they're coming off the back of Taxi there, both producers mm-hmm. and creators on Taxi. So yep. they were just like, you know what, we need a guy. They say, hey, we know a guy. He's, we, we know he's not working at the moment because we've employed him for five years. Mm. Let's just throw him in for a couple of scenes. So he can do another martini kind of vibe. <laughs> you know when uh, they... The guy... Okay, so they've cast Danny DeVito mm-hmm. as Vernon. Vernon Dallart. That's right. Uh, Dallart. You know how they had added the line in who's that short fella over there or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. When they first zoomed to DeVito. Do you think they added that line after? Or do you think that was a spit? You reckon that was off script or? Yeah. I want to go with... Wrote it in. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it was originally medium-sized fella. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that standard-sized fella over there? Who is that just... Average size, three-quarter tall drink of water. <laughs> Who is that? And then they got DeVito and they, they didn't want to lie. They're, they're true to the art form. <laughs> you can't win five Oscars when you're bullshitting, you know? No, you're right. What did I want to... What do you got for me? Uh, Man, I've got stuff. i got stuff. Don't get me wrong. You got stuff? Yeah, why not? While you're reading that, I'm going to tell you a story because you were just that... 
Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't love your writing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's getting worse, isn't it? Yeah. Did you know, and this isn't either the truth or Dan, this is just Dan honest truth. Yeah. That this movie inadvertently mm. led to the creation of The Simpsons. I did. Mm. How cool is that? My, my do, you wanna, do you want to tell the story? I, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to Dan the story and then you fill in the Dan. Okay. So I don't know where Matt Groening comes into this at all, but on, upon completion of the movie, Matt Groening, opportunistically, I'm going to assume knew someone on set and was just there and gave James L. Brooks off the back of his taxi successes a book of cartoons called Life is Hell just about life being hell I assume mm-hmm. James L. Brooks says hey I like this make some shorts for me for the Tracy Ullman show mm-hmm. which led to the creation of The Simpsons if you could fill in any hypoth- hypothetically or real <laughs> gaps of where Matt Groening came into there like how he got to be, be able to present yep. a book to James L. Brooks okay well I think Matt Groening was kind of like a underground Banksy type character of his time mm-hmm. and he'd just been putting out you know making cartoons and getting it into the right circles and just pasting so, up on walls or like no <laughs> not, no no not Banksy not just, like a literal Banksy <laughs> not a literal Banksy posting up giant homers yeah no. yeah it's on the picture <laughs> So what they were, uh, apparently what happened was mm-hmm. that as a, like a congratulations, you've completed your first movie. Mm-hmm. They gave him a present, which was apparently this book that they'd, he'd made. Oh, so like they went to like Angus and Robertson's uh, that was just starting to open um, just back then. No, well, this is why I've pulled out the Banksy type of character. That it was just kind of a one-off, maybe like a oh, so handmade original edition type of deal. So they went on 1980 Etsy. Yeah, they did. And <laughs> bought themselves the one-of-a-kind first-run book. Yep. Just that happened to be Matt Groening. Like they, they went like, I'm going to buy my friend Matt Groening's book and pass it on to James L. Brooks as a, as a congratulations. It's. I think they might have been a bit of backhanded... Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think I think someone. So you think guy. someone was like, "You're." Oh, I know. I know a guy. Underhandedness, not backhanded. No, back backhanded. So like, someone was like, "Working with you sucked." <laughs> think it. No, it was working with Matt Groening sucked. Oh, okay. I'm going to steal your shit. So regifted. <laughs> regifted. So did they cross out Matt Groening on the book? <laughs> or did they just re... Like, oh, I got Groening again. I hate what he just Like gets, a Chris Kringle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder who gave me this. Who wants a swap? It's embossed. <laughs> groening. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you could fill in the gaps there because I wasn't sure. I'm not sure either. <laughs> uh, so five Oscars, hey? Yeah, massive. Um, so, out of the two ladies who got the best actress... Gongs? Hmm? The best actress, Gongs? The best actress, Gongs, yeah. Gongs. Yeah. Gong. That's what they call them in, in Tinseltown. Really? Yeah. Oh. Almost certain. That's what you get for being a movie director. Yep. 
<laughs> you know terms like this. Yeah, you get gongs. <laughs> you get your own gongs. You pass on gongs. So anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, out of I, the, I out of the would... two ladies, who do you think got the best actress? Oh, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. I know they were both, but you can't go throwing trivia at each other. I this. <laughs> Did you know that Deborah Winger was coming off an ice addiction? Ice? Yeah. In 1983. Uh, uh, cocaine addiction. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I just got ice on the brain? Yeah, well, you know, it'll, it'll make you drink nice. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I did hear that. Mm. That she was, she was a bit erratic off the back of that. Reckon it's true? Uh, it I don't know, because I watched half of the film, then I read that, and then I watched the other bit. And she did look progressively worse, but she got cancer. So, yeah, you know. Maybe she's just method. <laughs> like, that seems like. Maybe she was all natural. Going south had a. A cocaine rumor as well. Oh, that that was a rumor. That was like a thread on some weird blog that I read. Yeah, okay. I just feel like there's a lot of cocaine rumor, but maybe that's just the 80s. It's the time. Yeah, like Prince said, sign of the times. <laughs> I would like to talk some bit of trivia, maybe. Oh, you got a you got a tidbit for me. I was. Um, Okay, well, I haven't actually... I don't know the answer. But no, is what, this a truth or Dan, or is this a... It's not a truth or Dan. Okay. Because I'm, I'm about to... We're about to find out the answer. Oh, you're Googling as well. Uh, no, I've got it, but I haven't looked at it. Oh. I've got Sophie to look at it uh-huh. and left it there. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. What do you think Dan DeVere's net worth is? Just... I... My net worth... <laughs> And one Dan, plus your net worth is another Dan. Like sheer maths alone must mean he's got about at least hundreds of dollars. <laughs> oh man, he's as an executive producer of things such as Sunny. He's not making heaps of money, but he's doing well. But then Pulp Fiction still would keep killing it for him. I want to say and producer. And yeah, I want to. I want to say. I feel like if I, I want to say 190 million. That's the number in my mind. But that seems fucking crazy. 190 million. Okay. I feel like that's Bill Gates level. Well, I think. I think Larry David's is 70 million. No, come on. I would have thought. I would have. For some reason, I would have said like a billion for him. Nah. All right. I'm going to go back to the drawing board and say. He's probably got a really nice house, which will count. I'm going to go... I reckon he's got a he's got an average house. No, nah, he's got a flash bath. I'm going to get 42. 42. 42 million? 42 mil. What's your guess? I'm going to get 30. All right. I reckon he's got like at least a $12 million house. That's just his... But maybe I've thrown us off with Larry David. Maybe yeah, I've stuffed that I right up. I reckon we could confirm that later. Yeah, maybe that was just off. TV maybe you shows. lied to me. Maybe. Maybe what lied to you? You did maybe. about Larry David. Whoa, 70 million. Well, that's, well, you were right about Larry David being. No, that was Dana Vito's. Yeah, I know. You, oh. you mixed him up. Yeah, okay. All right, well, that was a fun game. <laughs> it was a fun game. I can't even remember what my original guess was, but I'm sure it wasn't that. <laughs> Do you know what his other net worth is? 
It's worth one song. Can, do you know what that song is? Uh, I think it goes something like... Truth or Dan, need a veto. Truth or Dan. Does it go like that? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. No, bang on. <laughs> All right. I really thought for a moment that you were going to say, nah, not that song. Nah, not that song. <laughs> I was talking about Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. <laughs> He's worth that. Uh, Truth or Dan, son. Uh, I'm going to make you go first again. All right. Well... Oh, oh shit, don't. I've broken the clipboard. No, you didn't. You didn't. You just trusted the clipboard too much. Yeah, I did. Don't trust the clipboard, bro. Here you go. Danny DeVito is 28 centimeters taller than Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. What's Peter Dinklage from? He's he's in Death at a Funeral. Oh, yeah. Um, 28 not- centimeters taller. Yeah. And Peter, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember Danny DeVito was five is foot five on a dime. Foot. Yeah. Which is... So that means that Pete would be like just over four foot. Mm-hmm. Truth. Dan. Dan. 17 centimetres. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I was worried about having to make one up. Uh, no, I um, I was I was looking up Peter Dinklage the other day because I saw that Adam Sandler movie Pixels. I didn't see it, but I saw oh, yeah, a yeah, poster yeah, yeah. for it or something. Yep. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if that movie looks good on paper. I'm going to Google it. Turns out Googling Pixels brings up a lot of things on the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, Peter Dinklage and Sandler were in it together. I'm like, man. And it's got a rubbish score on the internet. Yeah. Who's got the better strike rate out of Dinklage and Sandler? Both in about the same amount of movies. This is the problem with Adam Sandler because he's got the, he's got the credibility still, I think, Behind oh. him oh, from the first no. couple. No. I think. I still I still rate him because I love those movies so much. Oh, they're brilliant movies, but I don't I don't like his original work so much lately. Like funny people, brilliant, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Blended? Never saw it, but Blended nah, saw the poster that. for it. Did say that. What what's that? The cobbler? The cobbler, no. The cobbler, where he's see, see, maybe it's because you've ignored everything that he's done. <laughs> um, the cobbler, he owns a shoe shop, and um, he finds a magical shoe machine. And if he wears the shoes that he repairs in the magical shoe machine, he like John Malkovich's into people's heads. Right. Um, so he walks a mile on their shoes. If you. Ah, uh, right. They're always philosophical. The click. That was philosophical. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Deeds. Yep. Remakes as well, as it were. <laughs> yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah, the rich white like guy that. ends up being a rich white guy. Hmm. I don't know about that Waterboy. <laughs> yeah. Waterboard, more like it. <laughs> Back to guessing amounts of money. Okay. $10. How much do you think the Renoir painting was was? I'm, worth? I'm pretty sure I read this as well. Oh, did you? I'm going to say... Uh, Oh, no, I read this, and it was like, could have been worth $100,000 or a million dollars. Oh, yeah, that's what that says. That's a big gap. It's a huge gap. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, we're up to a little segment I like to call Walk a Mile. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> All right. Mm. Uh, explain. All right. Well, imagine... Just use, close your eyes, use your imagination. Yep. Oh, shit, I spilled my beard. That's why I got to close my eyes. Don't close your eyes literally. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This is the, uh, I drank your beer earlier. <laughs> I spilled my own beer. You are. <laughs> you're a, you're a one-man hurricane. <laughs> a whirlwind. You're, you know, you're a Tasmanian devil. From... Sydney. Oh, from Looney Tunes. Yeah, from that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Space Jam 2, how sick, eh? Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. I've seen Trainwreck. I've got so Danny DeVito? He better be. Yeah. Man, LeBron James. LeBron. He's gonna... Whew, I don't know if he can play basketball or not, but he's gonna be... He can act. He can. He's got chops. <laughs> Alright, so I want you <clears throat> to imagine... It's like nine. Have you got two pieces of paper there? Yeah, but. Whoa, all right. But not much of them has to do with this. Okay, that's good. Um, Imagine. Imagine. It's like 1960. We're in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Do I. What kind of haircut do I have? Um, Like one of the guys from Taxi, like the perm? No, no, it's much earlier. So Uh, you've got. No, the blow wave. No, no, you're a bit more... Um, more 73. Subtle. No, it's 1960. Okay. You're not New Wave in 1960. <laughs> okay. You're like... You're like... Am I just busting out of the 50s, so I've still got a bit of a... Yeah, you've got a bit of a leave it to beaver. Yeah. You're a bit of a... <laughs> but you're a good kid. You've got a couple <laughs> of good friends, but you... You're not sure where life's going to lead you yet. You don't know if you're going to be a millionaire or a hairdresser or put kids on rides. Anyway, right, so you're right. about 12 in 1960 in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And I'm a Dan. And you're a Dan. That you got that easy. going for you. Got that. All right. So your thing, you're a, what you do on the weekends, mm-hmm. you hang out with your friends on Saturdays, probably Sunday afternoon, but on Sunday morning, you're a Catholic altar boy. Mm. And... So it's just like you find out what holy wine really is, which is just goon and a blessing. (laughs) You do all the altar boy stuff, which neither of us know anything about. I'm pretty sure there's candles and robes and stuff. Yeah. Anywho. There's a lot of getting down on your knees and back up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like blessings and blessees. Anyway, at some point, for some reason, like maybe you're taking a little break from altar boy duties, maybe altar boys sit in the front row when they're off duty. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you're in the second row. Yeah. You're sitting there, just like, and the priest is delivering one hell of a long sermon, like <laughs> the terms of endearment of sermons. <laughs> and you are just a bit like, ooh, oh, I'm so, ooh, I'm a bit sleepy. I'm a kid. I'm thinking about riding my bikes. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like this maybe 78, 82-year-old woman next to you. Mm-hmm. And she just like hanging out, looking a bit like she really has faith. And she starts like blinking a little bit. And then like looks like she's in a bit of pain. Then she slowly tips over towards you and you edge away and then she falls down. And you look at her and without really like having any medical training because at 12 you know she's just died yeah right you're like mm, uh, mm. 
and you want to say something to the priest, <laughs> he's really in his stride. And it's at the end, he's going to finish any moment. Yeah, and you don't want to interrupt because he's a stern bastard. <laughs> but you want to bring up the dead woman. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you don't know what to do. But then he finishes and you can get his attention. Like, we need to... We need <laughs> Great to sermon and everything, but yeah. someone's just died. It was this good. At least she died in church so she could go straight up. Yeah, yeah or at least like get She's there. The She's just state. been forgiven. Yeah. No sins. Well, unless they haven't done the... Oh, yeah, right. It might yeah, have been pre-communion. pre-communion. Maybe she was at the bad end of a big week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, once you've imagined all that... Right, yeah. You know what you've done. Imagine myself as Dane DeVito as a child. You've walked a mile in DeVito's shoes. Oh, well. He probably tells the story better, but you know. You got an accent? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, accent time. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, you go first. You got the clipboard. Yeah, I do have the clipboard. Uh, ooh, before I do, I would like to point out that DeVito's gone through a bit of a southerner phase. Yeah, he's gone through a southern phase. He's he's been in a couple of westerns. Yeah, like Scalawag going south. This. Yeah. Some other stuff. Others, yeah. Probably some stuff. Like, there's probably at least one southern in the stuff we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and he's less gravelly. Yeah, he's he's got more of a twang. Yeah, yeah, he's got some honey. He's got some twang. <laughs> I like it. It's tough because we're changing the accent a lot, and I'm. Terrible at the normal <laughs> one, let alone this one. <clears throat> I feel like I, I feel like I haven't stopped talking since I came in, but I guess that's because I haven't stopped thinking about you. Nah, but it was worth a shot. <laughs> Dan. Nope. I didn't like that. <laughs> right. I don't think that sounded anything like it. I thought it was pretty good. You've got the laugh, though. The laugh was the best part. <laughs> yeah, it was a good laugh. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to do the other one, or are you... Have you got your uh, I've got one. Oh, do you want, sorry, I'll stop folding. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we've... It's just... Uh, the camera's just moved him for the first time. He's got a real creepy smile on. Mm-hmm. Checking out his... Honey. His honey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the correct term. <laughs> I met her two weeks ago at church. I guess you can say she's God's gift to Vernon Dalart. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought when she first walked on screen. <laughs> When she walked in and she checked that her baby was alive, yeah, she was just paranoid, and the off-screen voice was like, "She's alive. <laughs> she is God's gift to Vernon Dallard." <laughs> All right. Well, us next week swap meet. Swap meet. We we're waiting for the DVD to arrive, and when you say waiting for the DVD to arrive, and when I mean we. I mean you, because it's here. (laughs) It arrived already. It arrived the other day. But it's too late. All the way from merry old England. Uh, So we will be watching 1980-somethings Swap Meet, starring Ruth Cox, Jonathan Grease, and Debbie Richter. Uh, Possibly all in German. (laughs) The back is definitely in German. Yeah. Auf dem Flochart von Los Angeles ist die Holles los. (laughs) 
Alashragen typen der Stadt, Veruschken ihren Schrott an den Mann zu bringen. Pretty sure that means it's a garage sale and DeVito's there. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, and it's in Los Angeles, I got that bit. Los I Angeles? Know, I know Los Angeles in German. Sorry, what, what, what is Los Angeles in? For all those. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. For all us <laughs> laymen out here. Um, do you think you could do that in the Dane DeVito accent? <clears throat> oh, damn. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk next week for Swap Meet. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. And, and we just did. did Dan. 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 Was it Dan we did? I did Dan. I, I did Dan as well. So together we did. Dan. Dan. Auf dem Flochrat von Los Angeles ist die Holes los. Alle schragen typen der Stadt, wir ihren Schrott an den Mann zu bringen.